So last week we talked about Apple Silicon and how Apple's going to have more control over the manufacturing, the engineering of the Mac, right? But is this gonna be reflected in the price? Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Juliet Beauchamp. I'm here with Macworld's Michael Simon as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. And like I mentioned, now that Apple is going to have more control over, I guess, the whole manufacturing supply chain of the Mac, that's already sort of the case for the iPhone and iPad, right? Do you guys think that this is going to be at all reflected in how expensive it is to buy a Mac? I'm gonna say hope springs eternal but I wouldn't count on it. You know, I, I think that the idea here, if I, let me just jump in real quick, is that because Apple has the whole stack that maybe this would be a chance for them to, for it to roll out new hardware and maybe offer a little bit of a price cut to say, hey, you know, just for a little extra attention. But Mike, I don't know, do you, do you, that's not really the Apple style. <laughs> it is not. And what's what's interesting about so I went back and I looked at the Intel transition, and prices actually went up. So the MacBook replaced the 14-inch MacBook. I'm sorry, the MacBook replaced the 14-inch iBook, as well as the 12-inch um, MacBook Pro at the time they they were offering one of those, um, and that was 10.99 versus 9.99 for the 14-inch iBook with uh, PowerPC. Later in the year, the Mac Mini came out that was 599 versus 499 the prior year and then the macbook air came out about two years later and that was just i think it was like 1800 bucks which was for a 12 inch laptop was whoa i mean that was expensive very expensive yeah, and it wasn't that. even that yeah. powerful it was it was more about its portability and and its its efficiencies and, and you know the thinness and design so what we can extrapolate from that is chips basically have no real impact on price. It's it's the whole thing that you have to take into account because presumably Intel and PowerPC were, if not priced accordingly, Intel might have even been a little bit cheaper because they were making more volume in these things. But you know, Apple doesn't really work that way. It doesn't. You know, whenever we see those articles about this is what it costs to build an iPhone, why is Apple charging so much? Because that's not really what it is. The bill of materials, so to speak is you know it's a it's a handy list of what apple needs to pay out for its parts so much more goes into developing you know anything i mean we're talking about apple here but so much more goes into developing an iphone an ipad a mac that you know we're talking about research and development we're talking about marketing we're talking about prototypes we're talking about you know the way they have to engineer parts to fit all these things matter and all these things count you know Apple owns all these little companies that, you know, participate in, in these things. They have liquid metal, they have, you know, fabrication, they have all these things that, that work. Just because they own them doesn't mean that they don't cost them money. It still matters to the whole process. And will we see a cheaper Mac? Maybe. Will we see a cheaper Mac based on what we know now? I doubt it. Yeah, I kind of have a feeling that uh, what we're going to be looking at, you know, Apple loves to do the thing where it, it upgrades the hardware, you know, new chip, new graphics. Yeah. Things like that, uh, and I mean and that's an industry price. thing. It's not just Apple. Everyone does that. Yeah. No, right. But we, I mean, we follow it because Apple. Everything Apple does matters. But HP and they, you know they they all iterate their computers. Dell. That's just how the that that that's how it how it goes. 
so I was going to turn it around and say, do you know, do you think that Apple might actually use this as an opportunity to bump prices, you know, as they did before and say, well, you know, you've got the whole Apple stack now and there's so much more value here, uh, you know, and I presume maybe not this year, but next year, a different form factor, something to catch the eye. And then they can, you know, add another 100, 150 bucks on top of whatever. Yeah, I mean, we're in a different era here. And I don't necessarily think that Tim Cook gets enough credit for keeping prices low. That That's a crazy thing to say because I know Apple makes some of the most expensive, you know, when we think of Apple, we think of high-end luxury devices. That's not really the case. For example, the iPhone, 999, 1099, the Galaxy S20, which just came out a couple months ago, is, you know, 999, 12.99, 14.99. So, you know, it's not like Apple is alone here. And Apple has done a good job of picking a price point and sticking with it. You can look at the Apple Watch. Yes, it's expensive. It's very expensive. It's probably the most expensive smartwatch, you know, the most expensive, quote unquote, mainstream smartwatch. But they also sell a, a Series 3 for 200 bucks. That's perfectly good. Great, even. Probably better than any Fitbit that you can get that's about the same price. So Apple does... They're very conscious, way more than they have been in the past, if you ask me, of who is now their customer. Yes, you you have the niche people like you <laughs> who Wait, will spend what? thousands of dollars on whatever they release. What? <laughs> but that's not their core anymore. That's a very small part of their audience. And yeah. they're selling 50 million iPhones a quarter, not $1,200 or $1,500. <laughs> They're not selling the the eleven hundred and the fifteen hundred dollar model, and not fifteen, uh, eleven and and whatever it is twelve fifty for the high end. They're selling the iPhone eleven, which doesn't get nearly enough credit for how affordable, quote unquote affordable it is. I mean that's seven hundred bucks, and that thing can take on any of the Android premium phones. The iPhone SE is four hundred, that has an A fourteen. So let's talk about that. That's the chip. The A14 is the high end, A, A14 and A13. I can't remember now. Now, now, now I'm blank because I only have iOS 14 in my mind. Whatever it I is, think it's, it's A13. The, A13. It's it's the high end, the highest end chip that they make. The same one they put in their twelve hundred, their eleven hundred dollar iPhone, is also in the three ninety nine iPhone. So that gives you a, a somewhat of an indication of, of 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 what the chip is costing. The reason why the iPhone. Uh, uh, 11 Pro. I have all these numbers in my head. We're at 11, right? It's, yes. It's, yes. Yeah. The Still reason why the iPhone, the iPhone 11 Pro is a thousand and up, it's not necessarily because of the chip. It's because of everything that goes into it: the camera, the design, the engineering, the 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 logic board, the way the screen folds so you have a uniform bezel. All of that stuff is why the iPhone is a certain way. It's why the 16-inch MacBook costs what it does. And when compared to like a like a Dell XPS or something like that, I mean, you, 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 there's a lot that you have to take into consideration when you consider a price. And I think Apple will absolutely do that. They're not going to come out with a a, a a MacBook Air that's 1500 bucks because they know that's not going to fly right now. Maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, it would have. I mean, they, I, like I said, the MacBook Air when it came out was 1800 bucks. That is absurd, <laughs> but they sold them and it, it made an impact and it transformed the industry. It wasn't a one and done product. I mean, that was the thing that made laptops small, thin, light, and basically got rid of ultra portable, those like netbooks and showed how 
regular sized laptops could be just as portable and thin and light. And that's, you know, here we are now where everyone is doing a version of that. So, but I don't think that, I don't think that would, that would fly today. I don't think they could just come out with a ridiculously expensive laptop unless it has lots and lots and lots of innovations. And even then, you know, I just, I, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to stick to this ballpark, iterate and innovate for sure. But I think they'll try to keep that ballpark 999 for starters. And it goes up to what, like 2,500 or something. Yeah. Yeah. You Julia, what do you think? I mean, your guess is as good as mine about the price specifics, but Mike, you do make a good point that it's not just, just because they have control over the chip doesn't mean that they didn't have to, you know, maybe re-engineer some things and that's going to be reflected in the price. Obviously a lot goes, more goes into making a Mac and the new Macs than just, well, we have control over the chip now, so maybe we can make it a little bit cheaper. So Right. And also, so if they save money here, maybe they'll spend a little more money here. You know, like they, they, they do, if you look at Apple's balance sheet, they like this 38 to 42% margin. They, that's what they try to hit. But that doesn't, you know, that means that AirPods are making a certain amount of iPhones. Like it's, it's all a, 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 an average. And they know what the Mac makes. I doubt it's 40%. But they know what it makes. So if that margin goes up for chips and whatever uh, engineering they need to do there, then they can spend a little more on battery or a little more on this display or whatever it is. You know, the Mac has compromises. The, the, the camera stinks. The keyboard until recently was terrible. It doesn't have enough ports. You know, so there are things that they are, quote unquote, cutting corners to reach a certain level and a certain price and, and to, to, to mass market these things. And... You know, maybe when they save money here, we'll start to see some of the things that we'd like to see come to the Mac actually arrive. You know, Face ID, like the the things that aren't there yet. Now they it frees up a little bit, you know, wiggle room for them to develop other aspects of of the machine. I'm going to put in a quick pitch for like if there's going to be wiggle room and there are going to be some minuscule improvements on the edges, while they keep the price the same. Since everybody's working from home, can we please get a better camera? Yeah, I agree. That, this, what is the, it? A 720p? Is, it's like, it's, come it's on, awful. folks. It's yeah, like, it's you know, it's know. like it, it makes no 1080? sense. 1080. I yeah. mean, I don't need 4K. I don't want to be seen in 4K. I mean, but at when, least when, a 1080p would be best. When your iPhone is a better cam selfie camera than your Mac, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> on the other hand, you know, they might have just said, you know what, forget it, because we're we're designing this next thing. So we're just going to hold off on all that stuff. And, you know, we suffer as a result of it. And, you know, Apple's not unique in that where, yeah. you know, features are, hold, are, are held off for, you know, a, a, the, the next generation, and whether it's pricing or whether it's availability or ability or feasibility or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I do think that that's probably number one on their list of things that need to change once we get these new Macs. So I think my, my hopes for a, a cheaper Apple Silicon Mac have probably now been dashed, Mike. Well, no, that's not, I don't think that's necessarily true because, well, I mean, first of all, the MacBook Air is a thousand bucks and it's a great machine. Secondly, just because the Macs we know now, the MacBook Pro, the MacBook Air, the Mac Mini, the, the, the what's it called, the, the Mac Pro, iMac. iMac. Like, I don't think those are going to necessarily fluctuate, but that doesn't mean that a cheaper Mac isn't on the horizon. That doesn't okay. mean that there won't be a, a, a new MacBook 
which they retired a while ago, and I think they retired it for a They'll reason. bring it back. You know they're going to bring name. it back. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there will be a 699 MacBook that's like the iPhone SE that is fast, you know, cuts some corners here on the display and the design, whatever it is, but, you know, is a cheap Mac for people who don't need even the power of a MacBook Air. So I think you can get your hopes up. I don't think, okay. like, I think if you want a 16-inch MacBook Pro that's under 2000 bucks, that's not going to happen. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I started off with Hope Springs Eternal, and now I, I, well, sort of, I, mean, I guess I we sort of wrap with, <laughs> with my, my hopes for a, yeah. a 1699 MacBook Pro 16-inch with uh, whatever. There's definitely match. reason to be hopeful that uh, you know the, the Mac will get cheaper. And, and again, this is all a process. There's, there, there's a roadmap that we don't know that goes beyond Tim Cook and beyond the iPhone and beyond all the stuff that, you know, whether it comes to fruition is another thing. But Apple Apple thinks way, 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 way ahead of what what, what, what the rest of the industry thinks. I mean, that, that's why they're always so – look, look, look at AirPods. They came out with AirPods when the iPhone 7 launched. People said they were out of their mind. It had They took away the headphone jack. And said, oh, you don't want a headphone jack? Here's a $130 pair of earphones. We're going to cut off the, the cord and we're going to give you this. 130 bucks, and you have to buy them because we, we are taking away the headphone. Not have to, but we're going to encourage you to buy them because we're taking away the headphone jack. People, they were ridiculed relentlessly. People took photos of how silly they looked in their ears. They were called cigarettes in your ears. Mercilessly. And now what? They're the biggest thing. <laughs> They're everywhere, everywhere. Love every single show post. that I see, every Zoom call, every live from home thing, Peloton, Food Network, whatever it is, everyone's wearing AirPods. Apple has a knack for seeing, and listen, they didn't see the, the pandemic that, that obviously helped accelerate this, but they did see the fashion, the Bluetooth, the wireless, all that stuff years ago, way before the iPhone 10 came out, way before everyone started getting rid of headphone jacks. So, you know, they chose now to do this Apple Silicon for a reason. And, you know, we will see all of that come to fruition, uh, you know, within Soon. later this year and then, you know, down the, down the road, Next five, five yeah. seven, 10 years from now. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. I've got, I think, one more question, which I've been thinking about since they announced Apple Silicon. And let me know if I'm sort of been led astray in my mind here, but I'm thinking to last year when they released or they announced the new Mac Pro, which is insanely expensive. And now, I mean, is that, is Apple Silicon somehow going to make the new Mac Pro that they just released last year obsolete in any way? Uh, I mean, I'm, the, 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 the number one answer to that is no. The number two answer to that is I don't even know how fast the Mac Pro is going to get an Apple chip. The thing about the MacBook Pro is it's not for me or Ken or you or anybody listening to this call, probably. <laughs> it's for very high-end, very niche uh, types, like people who work at Pixar and people who develop, you know, for Marvel and things like that. Like, it's not for normal people. It's not even for Apple's regular Pro user. I mean, the thing costs $6,000. The, the even I don't have one. That yeah, tells you it's, I mean, even if you could afford it, I mean, listen, we could, all, we could all, you know, scrounge and save and buy one. There's no, there's no point. We wouldn't even come close to tapping in what it could do. So there's no reason to buy it. 
you know, you can make excuses to buy a, a, a high-end MacBook Pro with the with the better but the better processor and more storage. You know, there's literally no reason for any of us to have this computer. That said, the reason why people buy it is so these programs work, work fast, and work you know for hours on end when they're probably not even you know sitting with them. They have rendering farms and things like this. If you plug in an Apple Silicon chip into that, that causes a lot of potential problems. So I'm not even sure the Mac Pro is going to be part of this transition for a little while. Apple and Tim Cook did say that Apple is going to continue to support and make Intel-based machines. There's already rumors that the new iMac will come out sometime this year with Intel Intel processors. Now we're getting closer to the end of the year, so maybe that maybe that rumor was was bogus. But you know, we were supposed to get them at WWDC, we didn't. So I don't think Apple is just dumping Intel at all. And if there is a machine that's going to keep them, the Mac Pro makes them makes the most sense because they they first of all they sell very few of them. But secondly, the people who need them and need the support for them and need them to work with new versions of OS 10 and new apps and updates and all this stuff, you know, they're the most demanding customers. And if Apple loses them by putting in a chip that doesn't support some codec on a on a on a on a video app or an audio app, they're they're screwed. So they they have yeah. to be very careful with that segment. I think that's I, you make a very compelling case, Mike. That that that's probably the one part of the product line where I actually could see in say two or three years a bifurcation where you you actually still have the Intel yeah. Mac Pros and then they add a an, an Apple Silicon based Mac Pro. And that would be for people to be able to make that switch on their own time rather than being forced to by Apple. Because you're right. I mean, th those are for people where time literally is money. Yeah. And, you know, they need everything. And they also run these very rarefied, uh, you know, this ra rarefied software that you just don't want to screw that up. I could and, easily see like an overlap there. And the Mac Pro isn't the kind of Mac that you need to update every year or every yeah. two years or every five years even. Like the Mac, the, the last one, it took years to get a new processor even. Because they're 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 like insanely fast, and people install you know tons of them, and they leave them there for a decade. So I don't think Apple is even worried about that right now. This is a this is a consumer slash prosumer move. Agreed. Great. Well, thank you both so much for calling in and chatting with me. So I feel like Mike. I think you may have mentioned it, but I think the biggest question of all: what is going to be the price before you? I let you guys go. What do, are you thinking? Oh. Is that going to be? The well, we got to figure out which one it's going to be. We yeah. Well, so the the latest rumors say it's going to the first two machines are the MacBook Air and the uh, the 13 inch MacBook Pro. Right now, the Air is a, is a thousand and, and and up, and the MacBook Pro starts at twelve ninety nine, and that sounds right to me. I think that you know, if anything, the MacBook Pro, the 13 inch MacBook Pro might get a little bit higher because right now that that 1299 macbook pro is not a machine anybody should buy it's it's somewhat crippled it, it, it it's it's just not good so you want the 1500 one if you're going to buy that that level and the macbook air is plenty good enough to cover that spread from a thousand to 1500 so um they might do away with the low end tier of the macbook air maybe add a couple of configuration i'm sorry the low end tier of the macbook pro Maybe add a couple of configurations to the MacBook Air to fill that gap a little bit more, and then keep the Pro higher. And then the 16-inch I think starts at 23, maybe. That would be the next tier. 
And the iMac, um, I don't know because the iMac has been so long since the, it, it had a real um, change in design and, and IO and all that stuff. So the, the rumor is that it's going to be a massive redesign. Right now it starts at $12.99. That sounds about right, but I wouldn't be surprised if that maybe got went down to $11.99, like a, like, a, like a lower end version of that because the iMac is, you know, people don't need power in it. So if you kind of increase that spread, you got the pro at the high end and then like a real cheap one, like someone who doesn't want to want an air, but wants a cheap Mac, you know, there was a time when they were 1099. So maybe Apple could, could, could go back to that level and really increase the spread of the, uh, the iMac. Cause really that's the only Mac desktop worth buying. People aren't buying the Mac mini and no one needs the Mac pro. Yeah. I, I would argue a lot of it depends on, on the, the pandemic and how it unfolds. Yeah, sure. I would would have argued that uh, I could easily see Apple making you know a hundred dollars, hundred and fifty across the board increase. Despite my hopes for lower priced Macs, I don't really, I don't, I, I hope, but I don't really expect that. Um, I, I do think that the you know the, the economic drag that we're seeing right now might give Apple some some pause. In terms of raising prices right now, they might stand pat at least for the first rollout this year, and then maybe if things begin to improve economically next year, we might see some hundred, hundred and fifty dollar, you know, increases on each step. But I think for now, probably it's going to be status quo on price. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Apple cares about. <laughs> I mean, they just released they a hundred fifty dollar iPad keyboard right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I don't think they care. Well, but about that was already planned. They, they, oh, think, they, you know, they, they were going to roll that out. They just didn't let the pandemic stop them. You know. Um, I mean, to Apple's credit, I don't necessarily think that they pad their prices to say, "Well, we can make more now, so let's no. do it." No. So I think whatever prices they have in mind are the prices they're going to stick to, for better or worse. And, you know, we'll see what that is. But I expect there to be a Mac notebook that starts at $9.99. And I expect there to be a Mac notebook that starts at $3,000 plus when this is all over. All right. I'll start saving my money. <laughs> well, thank you. You're, you're richer than all of us. You don't have to save uh, your money. Uh, yeah, right. Not, no, because I'm buying <laughs> Apple products. I have the money. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you both so much for calling in. Really appreciate it as always. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Hit the bell icon in the corner so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments about the new Mac pricing, let me know in the comments below or even predictions. What will you spend? What won't you spend? Thanks again for watching and I'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.